0: She said this sauce was the chef's new creation. Guaranteed it's a real taste sensation. But she warned us it's made out of prunes. Try a little if you dare. Nothing can compare. So we had some and now we swear.
1: We won't eat prunes again.
2: Welcome to me talking weird out to you, the only podcast that wants to talk to everyone in the world about weird out Yankovic. I'm your host, Dakota Rimmer, here with you. For a very special episode, we have a guest on today's episode, who I'll introduce in a second. Adam is also here. Hi, guys. And Kyle sitting beside me. How's everybody doing? Um, And on the phone right now, I have Joe Early. Hey. He is, um, as we will find out, a good friend. Is good friend the best way to put it?
3: Well, yeah, you know, we used to be best friends. Used to be best friends. Which, that that sounds like, uh, no, we're not... Not friends, but you know things change, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, of course. That,
3: that was a lot. That was a lot of years ago. We keep in touch, but uh, I, you know, the, you know, your best friend's always your best friend. You know, you can have, you can uh, develop several over over your lifetime and all, but no, he's in my in my heart. He's always he's always one of my best friends. A big chunk of my life.
2: That's amazing. And of course, we're speaking of Weird Al Yankovic, f- best friend of Weird Al Yankovic. So I, I want to get into how how you met and what those early days were like. So I guess it'd be the best way to do that is just to ask you. How did you first meet the man who had become Weird Al? So we were at we were in college together. We were uh, he was a year ahead of me. Our, our birthdays are
3: exactly a month apart. So I'm, I'm actually one exactly one month younger than he is. Or my old
2: so September or November for you? Yeah, so
3: he's October. I'm <laughs> September.
2: September. Okay.
3: So I, I, so I forget which direction the months go. <laughs> that's it, all that's, right. That's always time fast. So, uh, so uh, but but he skipped a grade when he was younger. You know, he in in grade school he skipped a grade, and so he was uh, he was a sophomore when I was a freshman. So, mm-hmm. so I met him. I had a, a buddy of mine. He was in my dorms. Uh, he was in my dorm. He was one of my quad mates, and he he uh, he worked over at the radio station at the college station at um, KCPR in uh, at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And he, uh, so they were, he, he knew, his name was Bob, Bob Latson. And, uh, uh, and we ended up, I think we, we went out to a movie. He's kind of invited us all out to We uh, oh, He's a deer hunter, that's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that in uh, forever. <sighs> so uh, that's, a, yeah, that's a pretty intense movie. And, you know, you know we, Al and I, you know, uh, we, we usually say funny and everything, but. Shit, it's hard to find a lot of funny in Deer Hunter. You know, that was a, <laughs> there was a lot of lack of funny uh, in that. But uh, but that remember we went and saw that, and then uh, and I know he was doing uh, he was doing a radio show uh, on the on the radio station, and and I knew he I don't even know if I knew he had, he was recording any music or playing any music. I think it was more just the radio station. And I I always liked you know doing funny stuff and. Somehow I don't remember exactly, but somehow I uh, I had written this song, and I wanted to record it over in the at the at the uh, radio station at school.
2: May I take a guess at what the song was?
3: Um, well, you could, but you'll be wrong. Oh, okay, never mind. Because I know no, no, no one knows this one. Okay,
2: I have a, a a small awareness of a few that you I think you had a hand in. So, but yeah. I, I'll go ahead and let you tell me this one. So this
3: is yeah. This is. This is way early on. In fact, in fact, it's. Uh, uh, I, we didn't even write the music. I, I I used the music track from a from an instrumental track from the from the uh,
1: Beach Boys Pet Sounds album, uh-huh. and it was a, it was a song. It was it was a song. It was like a, it was actually like a uh, a talking a talking thing. Like yeah, it's like a talking thing, and it was it was it was stupid, but it was but it was funny, and
3: and uh, he so uh, he 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 could wait to get in there and you know help. Together, so that's that's kind of the first thing I think we did together like that, and then it became obvious that he was really interested in doing that. And then I think right around that time uh, is when uh, somewhere around there, My Bologna came out, or or, or that it, maybe that had already happened and, and it already fizzled out or something. I, I can't remember. It's real. That's real fuzzy. But uh, <laughs> but so I used to help him out uh, on his with his radio show. I had a radio show. Late, late at night. Like,
2: on the same on the, station?
3: Same station, yeah. At the, he had, at the he college. Had the, he had the awesomes. He had the awesome radio show. He had like total freedom. He could, he could just do whatever, kind of whatever he wanted.
2: Right.
3: Sort of, relatively. anyway. Uh, and so we had to follow a lot of rules and, and he didn't have to follow them quite as much and he was always trying to push that. <laughs> uh, so we spent a lot of time doing a lot of pretty funny stuff on his radio show. And ended up pushing the limits too far, and uh, the, uh, the the powers that be, who are just college students, by the way, uh, put the kibosh on that and he actually canceled this sh- canceled this show. and it wow. an awesome show. It was great. <laughs> it was so fun, and they just canceled it because it didn't follow their format or something. It was oh like, man, give me a break. You guys are you guys are. College students, you know, what are you doing?
2: <laughs> I wonder if hindsight, if anybody regrets that. <laughs>
3: you know, uh, there's a couple people that I would love to, to know uh, regret it. <laughs> i pretty sure. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to throw out their their name necessarily, course. but uh, but boy, there were some thorns thorns on our side, and <laughs> and I know I know it's uh, that's that's got to feel feel pretty freshly stinging with with him too. It's that that kind of. You know when you when you just want to do something and and these idiots won't let you. Um, it, it's it was hard. It was really hard. Yeah. So that was that was crushing to for his radio show to get canceled. Um, but you know we were at that time. I think we were uh, playing around. We were doing little performances and all. So uh, yeah. So I didn't play an instrument. So I, uh, I played the the uh, juice harp and uh, kazoo. And then uh, he already had. He was playing with. Uh, Joel, Joel Miller, who played the bongos, yeah, uh, and Joel, Joel was even a worse singer than I was. Oh no, it was awful, awful. I was bad, and he was awful. And so,
1: uh, poor Al. But uh, so we, you know, we do these just silly songs and
3: and just goofing around, and and that's we kind of just grew
1: from from that, and you know, we had to start getting better, and <laughs> and. and uh, you know, I tried to try to learn how to play the bass, and that was kind of a joke. But we, you know, kind of
3: developed into into that, and then then I had to I had to go because I sucked. Oh no! He needed someone that you know he needed someone who could do the job. Right. Right. Well, there is we a, an awesome time. Yeah, so, but that's over like a three year, three, right? Th- yeah, three and a half year period or something like that. But,
2: well, there is on YouTube. I found a video um, of a, a performance at San Luis Obispo uh, that you're credited in with Joel and Al, of course, uh, playing um, "Won't Eat Pr- We won't eat prunes again. Uh, a parody, of course, of uh, "We Won't yeah. Be Fooled Again" by the Who.
3: Yeah, you know what? That so that one. Uh, that one. <laughs> I, I, that's so funny. I have a uh, I have a very specific uh, recollection of when we came up with that song. There was two songs we came up with. The same way, and it was it was uh, Alan and I. We we hung out a lot, but uh, but we we weren't hanging out, we were talking on the phone. And I lived uh, I lived in an animal hospital in this little tiny room in an animal hospital. Wow! In, in San Luis Obispo, <laughs> I didn't have any money, and and, uh, and I was gonna I wanted to be a veterinarian, and, and they let me live there as long as I cleaned the floors and cleaned the shit out of the cages every night. <laughs> and
1: also, it was really you know, it was really wonderful but i had the place myself at night
3: and, uh, and so we would you know I, actually that was a great rehearsal place uh, i will always remember that because we had great acoustics in the animal hospital it was awesome See, so this but is I, the
2: uh, this is the kind of stuff that doesn't that, that isn't on wikipedia or on that isn't discussed by uh, horrible news anchors who are trying to ask Al the same question a million times. What were those early days like? The only th- only weird place that they ever know that he recorded in was the bathroom at the an college. Animal. No one ever mentions a an animal hospital. That's amazing. Well,
3: I said we, had to, we had practice, right? We had rehearsed somewhere, and, and uh, right. so since I had I had free, free run free of the place.
2: So uh, instead of a garage band, you are an animal hospital an animal, band. <laughs> and animal hospital band. Very few of those. You know, they're very rare. Right. Yeah,
3: so, so that was that was great. But but I, that song, I remember. Uh, I, we were just sitting and talking on the phone, and we had real phones in those days. You know, you didn't have you didn't have speakers of course. cell phones and stuff. Um, and so uh, I was just we were just talking and just joking around or whatever. And I like I'd always you know in between our little, our talks, I would be flipping around with my my uh, jaw harp. I guess is what they're really supposed to be called. <laughs> and, uh, and I and I remember uh, I did this. You know, I wonder, I haven't thought about this in so long. Usually, yeah, I don't know
1: where it is. Anyway, uh, so I was, just, uh, <laughs> I was just kind of playing around with that, and it started
3: going, you know, just kind of up and down the scale, but, you know, the the uh, the, the very limited uh, range that it has. But right. it, but it started sounding kind of like, uh, uh, won't get fooled again. And I remember I don't know, I don't remember who said it, but it seems like we came up with the, the idea at the same time. Holy crap! That sounds just like <laughs> so uh, so then you know then it was like okay we got we uh, we got the tune now you know what's funny so and I have no idea how that how that he prunes again uh, the the lyrics came about
1: uh, he probably came up with that. I don't. I don't. Don't even remember that. But, <laughs>
3: but yeah, we did a couple of recordings of that, and uh, there. You know,
2: I. I didn't know that was on YouTube. Um, yeah, anyway. it sure is.
3: The other one that came up that way, just like now that we're talking about it. Of course. Because uh, the sound of the, the the jaw harp. It was. Uh, I, I remember. I, I kind of muted it a little bit, and
2: went. We go shit. That sounds like something. What <laughs> does that sound like? Uh? and that was when Billy Joel's. Uh, 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 it's still rock and roll to me oh okay it was
3: hugely popular so yeah. it sounded like the intro the little bass intro to that And so it's like holy crap gotta do something with that
2: and so that was the was that the groundwork for uh, it's still Billy Joel to me
3: exactly oh wow exactly that's, that's, that's how that came about and so in fact uh and then, oh, boy, all these memories are spinning around in my head now. This is so. Uh, this is so. <laughs> it's so interesting. This is so fun. You having nostalgia?
2: I am. Um, <laughs>
3: an attack of it. It's, it's, it's hit me. Uh, but I remember for some reason. I remember uh, uh, the, the lyrics. They were handwritten out. Al had written them out, and we were at probably my girlfriend's house or something at the time, and s- or somehow he got. We, we weren't in agreement with some lyrics or something like that and he got he got mad or something and threw it away and and so, and so she saved it for some reason and and she, like i heard something maybe 10 15 years ago that she still had that and i thought that was so funny that uh i i don't know why that that sticks out in my mind but but uh that that's how you know that's how stuff would come up it's like okay here's the Here's the sound. Here's the song. that's going to be a parody of, and and then uh, now now come we'll up with
1: something funny. All right. That that was the way that 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 type of a thing. Well,
2: that could be considered a relic at this point, having stuff like that around. That's amazing.
3: Yeah. Right. Really. So I don't know. You know, early days. Early times. Man, these are years like we just spent hanging out and, and uh, just doing goofy shit. It was just. Uh, it was it was
2: a great time it was really a really yeah. great time you know he's but uh, you know he was in the hardest uh, the hardest uh, major there was at Cal Poly was, architecture right yeah architecture it was like you I mean you had to be you had to be extraordinarily dedicated to, to even get accepted into that program and to survive
3: it and you know he didn't get great grades in it but he survived it right just to do that was uh, that was a lot of effort and, and, and uh, to, for, for him to spend as much time you know, goofing around the the way we did uh, was amazing. That he actually graduated, and I had a pretty—I mean, I was
1: chemistry and bio, biochemistry uh, major. And I, that's that's not a gimme degree, you
3: know. So it's <laughs> like both both of us were working kind of hard, and somehow um, it seems
2: you know when you when when we reflect, it's like all we were doing was goofing around. So that's somehow, y'all were going for these advanced degrees and and still pioneering comedy music. Yeah, right. <laughs>
1: No, I, I think how much stuff we were getting, getting accomplished at that, at that time. I think, what the hell now?
3: Like if I, <laughs> I don't, and we didn't do drugs or anything. There was, nothing to, there was nothing to, we didn't even have Red Bull at that time. Right. right. Like,
2: how were you going? Yeah, I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, oh, I, I believe it might be his eponymous uh, premiere album, but aren't you thanked in the liner notes or credited somewhere? For a few songs, maybe I think it might have been the first album. they I have that right?
3: So the first album, the only one that was that I was involved in would be probably "Got a Boogie." Yes.
2: Yeah, I thought that was the one.
3: Yeah, and that, and uh, so you—you you, you had mentioned YouTube, and what was what was really uh, interesting is this summer uh, I was at a Billy Joel concert, mm-hmm. and, and during and whatever, I, whenever I go to a. Whenever I go to a concert, like with my wife or my, my daughter or something, and I'm uh, I'm going, and there's a band playing, and they play a song that either he's parodied or we have parodied a long time ago. Uh, I always take a little, little, I film a little bit of it, a little video of it, and I and I uh, I, I uh, text it to him, and always you know the question always is, what's so funny about that? You know, and, and the, <laughs> but i just, just saying, I've been doing it for years. And uh, so I was play- It was at the Billy Joel concert. It was, and they was playing still rock and roll to me. So I sent my my uh, my normal "What's So Funny About That" to him, and he responds back with this link to to
1: YouTube. <laughs> because I forget what, what what the what the joke was, but
3: uh, but anyway, so I, I popped on this this thing, and it was it was the song that this original that we had done way back uh, way back when. And I couldn't
2: believe there was even a recording of it. It, uh, it, it was the uh, orgy on my own. Yeah, I had a question so, about that one too. Actually, that's amazing.
3: Yeah, so that was that was freaky, uh, hearing that. And then you know, he, you know, I know we we performed that a few times, but he usually did the leads. And that that was one that I that I did the leads on. And I don't even remember why, because you know, like I said, I, I can't sing for shit. But um, mm-hmm. but I guess you know when we when we perform. He, he, I, I would sing a few leads, and, and uh, he would sing most of them because he's got an amazing voice. But, you know, I guess, I don't know if he's just trying to be nice or, or what. I
0: remember all the moments when I used to hold you near I remember the sweet nothings you would whisper in my ear Whenever we would hold my hand, my heart would skip a beat We were such a happy couple and my life was so complete. The times have changed and now you've left me for some other guy. It seems I'll never get you back no matter how I try. This emptiness inside of me is tearing me apart. I gotta find a way that I can soothe this aching heart. Cause babe, I get so lonely whenever you're not here. You never even call me on the phone. So I'm gonna buy a hustler and a six pack of beer. And have a little orgy on my own.
2: Amongst fan groups and forums and stuff, that song and Pac-Man, the parody of Taxman by the Beatles, <laughs> uh, yeah. those are the two that people don't... Have have the hardest time understanding why they didn't become album cuts later on and aren't well, officially released.
3: So let me, uh, here's my theory. What for, okay. I know for uh, for Pac-Man, I know why. He, he was gonna get sued.
2: For, right. He didn't. I yeah. guess didn't get permission.
3: Yeah, he didn't get permission for that. And that was a great. That was really
1: a great song.
3: It was. That was, that was a good one. For orgy on my own though, uh, you know, uh, Al's image has always been, you know, well had had always been true. Very very. Very very clean, mm-hmm. um, and and that was important to him. And so, you know, he's he, he sees the humor in everything, and, and including you know the, the the theme of of that song. Um, you know, the, the, those are
1: think we think we do live, you a playing or
3: whatever. It was that was that was no big, that wasn't such a big thing. But uh, but I don't think he could ever release yeah. something like that. Right. You know? So. I'm, I'm actually, I, I, uh, I know that that, that early Knott's Berry Farm uh, performance back in 81 is is recorded, but I can't find a copy of that anymore. And, uh, and I know he's, I'm pretty sure he sings it there because I, I learned how to play it on the, on the bass. So we must have played it because that's the only reason I would have learned it. So, but I'd like to, that one would be a real, a real rarity. Yeah, it would. That's just so frustrating. You now, you guys will get, you know, that the half the songs, anyway, are, mm. are originals, and you mm-hmm. just don't get any credit for that. It's, I it's know. It's kind of sad. It's still, to this day, half the albums are, are originals, and...
2: This is something I say on the podcast a lot. He has to have the parodies and the polkas and stuff like that to to to, to make his money and to get his name out there. But right. for the real fans and for the people who who give the album more than one listen at a time, um, it's the originals, man. Those those are the, that's that's his, you know, that's the best.
3: I I agree. It's amazingly clever stuff, and then he can control you can control everything with that,
1: that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's awesome, that's all, my
3: favorites. I've got it uh, on uh, Spotify, I put together a list of, uh, what I consider to be, like, the, the, the good ones, I mean, there's some, there's some originals that aren't, that I, that don't really,
1: uh, strike a chord with me, but, uh, many of them, m- and most of them do, so I
3: picked out the ones that I thought were the good ones, and I, I like, made the, the ultimate Weird Al Originals, uh, playlist, which, uh, which, that, if I'm going to listen, that's what I'm going to listen to. Right.
2: So I, I ask this of most of our, or I'll try to ask it of all of our guests. Um, do you have per, a personal Weird Al favorite? Um,
3: yeah, I think, you know. Yeah.
2: I know it's a very hard decision. So. Right. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> um, so probably, if I had to have you one, it would be, it'd be uh, probably Biggest Ball of Twine.
2: Oh, that is my personal favorite. Is that right? I love that song. I, I've shared this story on the podcast, but I'll tell you because we get new fans every day, and I'm not going to make anybody have to go wade through what we've done in the past. But um, <laughs> uh, for my senior trip, the year I graduated, we went up to Minnesota to see some of my stepmother's family, and although it was about a two-hour detour, I insisted that we <laughs> go to Darwin, Minnesota to see that twine ball. We get there, and now it's in a glass pagoda. Um, and so you can't get into it, it's locked up, but when we were in the gift shop, the Twine Ball gift shop, you know, uh, the, I see the picture behind the counter of Weird Al, and he's hugging the Twine Ball, and I was like, I go to the guy, I was like, is there any way that I can also hug the Twine Ball? And he said, of course, I was like, I, I'm a big Weird Al fan, and I, I'm probably still trying to make my case, even though the guy was fine with it the first time I asked, and he lets me into the glass case, and I get a picture of me hugging the giant, smelly ball of Twine, <laughs> just like Al. So, that's
3: great. Yeah, I don't know if I if I'd be if I'd be so motivated to uh, to, uh, to to do that, but that's that's awesome that you did. You you had that experience. It
2: helped being in the area.
3: Thinking, <laughs> thinking, yeah, it did. Right. Yeah. I'm guessing though that that uh, I don't know how often do you get into who goes to Minnesota.
2: Right. Exactly. And people live there. And so, you know, A couple I'm still do. I think most, most of them are same. dead.
3: Darwin. <laughs> I, I I never knew that. So it's in Darwin.
2: Darwin, Minnesota. Yep.
3: Well, if I ever see the uh, if I ever see the off the, the exit uh, for Darwin, I'll I'll, uh, I'll be sure to do that. Yeah,
2: it's it's worth it just to see this thing uh, in uh, with your own eyes, basically. Absolutely, it's pretty that,
3: amazing. A ma- huge, majestic sphere. <laughs>
2: Don't get me started. I will sing the whole thing, and that is that a long made, song. Isn't that,
3: Isn't that absolutely? It's it's that, that that song is just stunning. It's just stunning. It's that, great. The the. Uh, Oh, captures something so perfectly. He captures that whole feel. So,
2: ah. If I can, a good part of it is the vocal stylings in it. Um, yeah. The the harmonization with the female group, I guess choir sort of. Um, and when they really just are ramping up every time he gets yeah, into right. the chorus, it's 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 really good. And the yeah. narrative is it's so amazing. <laughs> yeah,
3: it, it's insane. And probably so second, if I if I went to, if I if I had to listen over and over. Um, I'd probably go with Albuquerque. I just uh,
2: that's good I just one too. Love, you like the uh, long ones, huh? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, I love the long ones.
2: And, uh, I'd say you know, if I had to I pick, you're
3: gonna do either of those,
2: right? Live, but uh, um, Albuquerque's got. It's just like you know, right? It's just like little bits and pieces of, of little little thoughts and, and whatever, and kind of manners about. But, uh, but but
1: that and a lot of the things. There's a lot of things in there that are that are kind of personally. Uh, they're, they're more poignant you know for there's a lot of little inside jokes in, in
3: that yeah. little inside stuff that, that makes it kind of special for me because there's some pattern that, uh, that he used to do in, in, in little shows and uh, there was actually some bits from songs that uh, that never got never went anywhere but right. bits of them end up in there and, and that's it's kind of fun to, to, uh, to in fact I just I just thought of this one there, there's something
1: about uh, stabbing, stabbing him in the face. We actually, met, he actually has stabbing, stabbing him in the face a
3: couple of times in a couple of different songs. Have you, have you noticed that? Yeah, uh, he
2: has like it in uh, "Why Does This Always Happen to Me?" as well. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> and I think it's an Albuquerque. It is. Uh, as well, well. Uh, he's. I think. I think he he gets burned in the face, yeah, and then dark. he stabs. He cut up another guy's arms and legs. I'm trying to remember yeah. now.
3: I know there's more than one where there's a reference to step, step in the certainly and and that's what, what that, that that always brings uh, me back to this very very short period of time when uh, I lived with Al down in, in, in LA it's like two weeks or six weeks or some short period of time before yeah, before I got kicked out of the, the band but it, we would walk around a lot in, in, uh, in LA and get down there on the sunset that's a boulevard in this strip there. And, yeah. And there was this. I can't remember exactly what it was, but some guy walks up to us. and goes, Hey, hey, did you see that over there? This guy got stabbed in the face five times. <laughs> wow. Just so thought that was the funniest thing. So, so for that, that became kind of a catchphrase for for, uh, for us. Stab <laughs> you in the face five times. That's amazing. And so he ends up throwing that in a couple songs, and, and I always get a, a particular little little uh, little chuckle.
2: Uh, brings yeah. it back around. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Um, since we brought it up, I can tell you off the top of my head that my top five Weird Al songs, uh, and they are all originals. There's no parodies. It's uh, number five is Genius in France, and then f- up from yeah. there we go to One More Minute, uh, Dog oh, yeah. Eat Dog Eat Dog, Dare to Be Stupid, and then of course Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. His his originals are just you know, uh, like I said, they're the best.
3: <laughs> so in there. You so what? Uh, you two of those are mm-hmm. are like band parodies. Right? Like, uh,
2: yes, dog eat dog is a style yeah. parody of the Talking Heads, and Dare right. to be Stupid is Devo, of course. Right.
3: So that was that's interesting that you of uh, 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 your top fives, so you, two of those are are, are band parodies.
2: Well, Genius in band. France, of course, is a style that, yeah, fr- yeah, that Frank Zappa idea. sort of. Yeah,
3: three of them. Three, yeah. Three, three, well, and if you you know if you, because I would say I have to say Pancreas is going to be one of my uh, one of my all. Oh, so good. Uh, it's amazing, right? I mean, that's a, that's another right. That's a Brian Wilson mm-hmm. uh, parody. So. So, shoot, uh, three of your five are, are those types. That's a, that's really that's really interesting.
2: Yeah, I uh, love that, them. Genius in France is, is, is truly amazing. And it is so good. Zappa is such a huge influence uh, on Al, uh, and and I think he really I think he really did uh, Zappa justice in the same way he did uh, Brian Wilson justice and uh, with
1: with he's, and, he's, uh, I think all the other ones they they're real tributes. He really. That's that. That tells you what kind of ear uh, Al has, right? He, he he knows how to capture yes.
3: what it is yeah. That makes. Yeah,
2: it's pretty amazing. Yeah, he has a he has an ear for this the the those ticks or the pastiche mm-hmm. of each artist. Like it's it's it is interesting that he gets the down to the quintessential elements of their music. Exactly,
3: exactly. That's a, that's a, that's a real art. The, we, we don't
2: all have that. <laughs> um, do you think? Um, and this question comes from a, one of our other uh, show members he had to leave. Um, we were just recording with him a second ago. His name's Garrett. And he kind of wanted to know, in those early days, was there a dream uh, uh, from you or Joel or from Al himself? Was there sort of an idea that maybe one day this would be a big thing? Or was, like you said, our, we're going to focus on what we're going to school for and this is just something we're doing?
3: Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, for uh, Joel and I, never had any aspirations to go anywhere uh, with that. I mean, especially Joel, because you know he was—it was just for—it was just fun. Um, you know, I, I didn't either. i, I was gonna—I—I I, changed—I changed my career paths several times. N- none of them were were uh, musically related. So it yeah. was fun, you know, but but no, but, but on the other hand, Al always was. He, he was going to, to do something in music no matter what, and, and if he couldn't do his own stuff, he would do it, it would, he would do something with music. Just it, it, he was destined for that, and uh, and it, so obviously, it was pretty, pretty awesome when it started unfolding from when things started to happen. Uh, he finally got to quit his job at Westwood One as the as the male the mail sorter, <laughs> you know, the mail sorter de- deliverer. That was a, that was uh, that was huge to be able to do that. And I was uh, you know I've always been so happy for him to be able to be able to work in music and then you know to have the ultimate to work on his own music and, and actually make a living doing that because that ain't easy. And there's a, there's a lot of people trying to trying to do that. And you know
1: back in those days, uh, you know there were. There were very few outlets for your for your music, right? So he, right. he it was like the the, the the EP
3: that he put out. That was that was a that, that was that's all you could do other than get a record deal.
2: Yeah, and it was make it or break it back then. There wasn't yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, dwell on wasn't YouTube break. for five years in obscurity and hopefully one day get noticed. Like you couldn't just sit around and wait back in the day. Right.
3: Well, you know, uh, so so yeah. So now you can. There's all these different uh, avenues mm-hmm. you can you can go down. You can put something out, and, and uh, you know, if you're good enough, it, presumably it'll catch on. And you, if you keep keep putting, you know, keep doing stuff. Um, but if it wasn't for Doctor Demento and the
1: exposure he got on KMET, um, that I don't know that if anything ever would have happened. Yeah. This
3: this internet stuff didn't come out till quite a bit later.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I'll say. He
3: <laughs> was really dependent on, on that and that was that was a big blessing for him for sure.
2: Were you a fan of Doctor Demento back in the day as well?
3: You know, no, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I mean, he they, they you know, they they played it all right. I was from San Diego. I was uh, you know, he was I guess he was in I don't know if he ever lived in Fallbrook, I can't remember. But time I met him at school, uh, we you know we wrote we were both from Southern California. And, and then to us to us and Elizabeth was northern sorry Northern California. okay uh, but, but it really is it's really not that it's really the central central coast but for us way up there and uh, and, uh, and we, so Dr. vet would, would get uh, played Sunday nights uh, all, all over and he had it syndicated and it would, so I would so I would hear it occasionally and uh, but I wasn't a big fan not like uh, right. And I, I didn't really, you know, I like to play around, goof around with with, with songs and, and stuff, but, but you know that was it was more than just goofing around for him. It was he was, you know, he, he, he took that quite quite seriously.
2: Yeah, well, he made it. He got his break and and and, and chased it down.
3: <laughs> sure did. Um, you know, like I said, couldn't be happier. I love to go to his shows. You know, every occasionally when yeah. he's coming coming anywhere through, and it's good to see him and, and, and hang out a little
2: bit. This might be a too personal question, but do you do you pay for tickets still? Does he let you in? Oh No, I, you know, he didn't, he didn't, he'll always get
3: me in.
2: That's awesome. I'm pretty jealous. Yeah, he,
3: he's, 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 pretty, uh, he's pretty generous like that. So, like, my daughter uh, my daughter really likes his, his stuff. That's yeah, awesome. He just started, my daughter started as a freshman at, uh, at Berkeley, UC Berkeley. Uh, this last year and he came through there and played in San Francisco and I couldn't go to that show so uh, he got you know he got or I got I got her to get get a couple seats for for my daughter and, and her friend and, and they went and right. saw him and met him they had my daughter and my children hadn't met him which is a really weird thing you know it's like you know we're best friends like I said for for the time that we were and they've met all my all my other you know, best friends yeah. through, through through life, but but not him. And so that was that was really great. Uh, my daughter got to meet him, and then uh, uh, my, we we caught him in Sacramento, and my son went down, and we got to hang out. So he,
1: he's he's he just met my kids for the first time this uh, this year. He had met my oh. wife, but not yeah. My, not my kids. And my my kids,
3: right? Eighteen, and, you know, freshmen in college. Wow, so that was that was a that was kind of a big deal. It was, it was a
2: nice nice thing. I'm glad you bring that up. So now I, I can I feel comfortable asking you, um, uh, from one parent to another. <laughs> I yeah. recently had a child. She's a year old. Will be two in September. Or yeah, sorry, I thought I messed that up. She'll be two in September. Um, and so, is it a good idea? And maybe you've noticed some of the effects of it now that your kids seem to be pretty grown. Um, to let your child listen to Weird Al at a really young age. Well, so <laughs> I I didn't. I mean, I I, I don't remember uh, exposing my kids
3: to to Al too much. You know, it was around. I don't. I I don't know that they knew. I, I don't know. We, I guess we really didn't talk about him too much. You know, you start getting into your into your world, and, and you know, and raising kids is right. It's, yeah, I mean, There's there's a lot going
2: on. And plus, what child is interested in what their parents used to do? True, true, right?
3: <laughs> like that. Maybe that's the way I thought about it. That, that, yeah. that's but then my daughter started liking. Uh, she likes seventies a lot. Seventies bands, and we we go to a lot of shows. Um, but, but we never really talked about uh, about going to an Owl show. It's just never. I don't know. They they. That's that's a weird that's that's a weird thing. I I, I never. Yeah, it, wasn't, it, it I don't know. I can't answer your question. <laughs> it just didn't come up. I would think that uh, kids, like smart kids, my, my kids are, they're they're just really smart. So they get that humor, and in uh, his stuff, you know,
1: his stuff could be pretty subtle, you know, but uh, he always, I always respected this about it. He always had this philosophy that kids are smarter than than we think so when that's good in songs he, would, he wouldn't it wouldn't just be you know poopy in the pants you know, <laughs> kind of humor he, you know, he would
3: be more clever than that a little right. more, more subtle and, and, uh, and I, I I respected that that, uh, that philosophy that he had about that I think he's right I mean, he's been doing that you know, he's, he's, he's proven it because you know some of the songs are pretty blatant but, uh, but there's always you know some pretty clever, um, you know, subtle stuff that that he'll, and he'll continue yeah. to do that. I, I think cause that's yeah. But but you know yeah I don't
1: know why I didn't, uh, didn't expose my kids to but I, then I found out that they really liked him yeah. it because I play it you know on to myself and or, or you know out whatever. Uh, and they were
3: exposed to it but I didn't really know it and then it turned out they they, they liked it and they and they wanted to go to the show. Well that's my son, awesome. My son said that
1: that's the best concert
3: he's ever been to. Wow. Like, it
2: really? it is they are good shows. <laughs> <laughs>
3: they are, they're fun, right? They're they're amazingly energetic and well if you if you have epilepsy, I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't <run> out, <laughs> it?
1: but they're they're a kick in the pants for sure. Yeah. And he's always done that, they've all but he's
3: always done that. He's always kinda he he always says that the the day of getting up there and Playing your songs, you know, little little patter between songs, and just playing songs is is, is long over. But, but these bands that I go see,
1: these '70s bands, well, that's what they do. They just, they just sit there and they play their songs, which are fun. You know, yeah. sing along and whatever. But there's, it's there, there's, they're obviously not putting any effort into it. And, yeah. Uh, and the what, what he does gives the, a lot
3: of effort. You know, there's all, just stuff going on all the time. And right. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's 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 there's a lot more involved for
2: sure. It appeals to the those in with ADD amongst us. Yes.
3: Right.
2: Um, <laughs> Ain't
3: no one getting bored during the show, right? So uh, how old is your daughter going to be by the time you start exposing
2: her? Oh, um, two months old. <laughs> okay, sorry it happened immediately. That. No, I don't know. I mean, I mean, of course she's at the age where she doesn't really understand much of, of anything. If there's a if there's music playing anywhere, she'll kind of dance to it, and that's all that she knows is as the sound of a beat, yeah. I guess. Um, I I I honestly don't know. I remember I was very young when my dad exposed me to Weird Al. Um, It was always just kind of there at the house. Like, sometimes it'd be playing, and then other times it'd be other things, you know, Beatles or whatever. Um, And so, I don't know. It was somewhat of a comedic question, but also sort of an honest query. Like, when do you start doing that? And and when do you uh, reveal to your daughter that you have... Such a weird passion for one particular artist. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe so. I, yeah, that that might be part of why uh, why I didn't. If I
2: can, if I can speculate, um, I think now more than ever he's more accessible to a younger audience. I mean, he's always been uh, a comedic and he's always been um, family friendly, amongst other things. Um, but now something with mandatory fun and uh, maybe just the year preceding it. And of course since then he's been more uh, I think like I see teens into him and I, I, I never thought I'd see that day because when I was a teenager and I was into him I certainly wasn't looked at as normal and so now when I see kids like sharing him along with you know whoever's hot at the time I it, it strikes me it really does um, and so I think now more than ever like I said he has found just a really 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 small niche with that audience, and uh, it might be just the choice of parodies on the last album. Who knows? His viral marketing uh, over the past few months and or years, I guess, has been on point as well. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So that's interesting. Um,
3: his uh, his audience is at a prepubescent teen boys. You know that that was his. That those are the ones who would uh, you know who would listen to the funny stuff. Right. Um. Uh, and and. And so we you know when, when we when we would I don't know I guess the you know, college college students could, uh, could get a kick out of that but I remember I remember him saying his demographic is you know young teenage boys. that was his demographic yep. and, and so in my you know then, so I'm not involved in that anymore right so I'm, I, I don't have a, any kind of direct connection so I'm still I'm still at those early days, those Edith days, you know, yeah. as far as his career. Uh, and so, to me, that's 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 who the <clears> audience <throat> is. Now I go to the shows now, and there there that's that, there are those for sure. And there's kids like you know my kids uh, who who really like the stuff, and and they you know they, they they really get off on it. But the the people at the at the shows, there's people that are my age, and, and it's 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 you know it's uh, in their fifties, right? This is like. I mean, it covers this huge, huge, huge uh, spectrum. I, yeah, who else can say that? Right. No, it's, mm-hmm. exactly. It's that's it's really pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's that. that that's a uh, that, you, <laughs> you need to get credit for that. So yes. Yeah. And in in fact, uh, there's something that I was listening to, and it was uh, I, don't, I don't remember, but it was something weird out related, and and there was. These, these uh, I don't know if they were like twenty year old. They're kind of college age kids. And they were talking about uh, Al, and they were talking about how, wow, he, they they just found out that he he'd been doing this since the seventies or the, you know, <laughs> or, or, or maybe to them it was the eighties. Yeah, like, he's been doing that since the eighties. They couldn't believe that uh, that you know that he's 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 that old because to them you know, he, he, he was kind of timeless, I right. guess, and that, that blew me away, that they, they didn't realize that this has been going on since, uh, you know, since the late 70s, like, yeah. so that's pretty phenomenal. You know? It is. And that's why it was so cool, that was, it was so cool to uh, see that you had this, had your podcast uh, dedicated to it, and, uh, and then, you know, I, I listened to the latest, uh, later episodes, and uh, there, there's not much more out to talk about.
2: I know, I, it, it, and it, when we started the podcast, it was I, of course, had never done a podcast before. I just knew that I knew a lot about Weird Al, and I knew it was kind of a parody in itself because I had been listening to a podcast dedicated solely to U2, the band, and Um. I was like, somebody should do the same treatment for Al, and then I thought, well, who but me? And so when I started doing it, I had, A, no podcast experience, and B, didn't want to push my... Somewhat asinine <laughs> knowledge of Weird Al on everybody, so there was a lot of stuff in the early days that we just like flew over, and then we decided to be more comedy than that, but and always tie it back to Al. So yeah, now the the episodes nowadays aren't as Weird Al related, but I get it in there when I can. So <laughs> yeah, no, yeah,
3: it, 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 it pings to it every right. time, occasionally. But um, so I, I was wondering about that. I, I did want to uh, talk about that with you, and I, and you know I shouldn't be doing that till I uh, listen to some of the older. Uh, some of the older episodes and see what uh, see how you, you know, how you dealt with that, but uh, yeah, I think that there there's a there's a lot of uh, I don't know, there's a, I think there's a lot of material there. You can you can you can get two hours out of two songs, just you know just because there's so much uh, uh, to talk about, and then it, it leads you off into the kind of tangents that, that you guys do. It's, of course, yeah, you know, it's fun to you
2: know, well go you to know, Harry
3: Potter and, and yeah. You know,
2: or, you know, I haven't said this many times um, on podcast episodes, but I'll go ahead and say it now because whoever the people listening to this are probably going to be more hardcore fans. Hopefully everybody listens to this episode and doesn't skip it just because we're talking about Weird Al more. But uh, um, we have been in talks recently to start up a network where we have other shows that aren't as niche and have broader appeal. Um, mm-hmm. And we're gonna dedicate shows to nerdy things and to movies specifically and stuff like that. There's, and and I don't want to give away too many details. But when that happens, this the me talking weird out to you banner will go back to solely weird out and 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 maybe more so than it was in the past last year. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I want to talk about what are the best originals. What is our, like I want to get down and dirty. Into Weird Al talk, if I may put it that way. No, no, that,
3: I, I would think, you know, you, I mean, shit, it's not like it's not like uh, people aren't showing up to the shows. I mean, there's a you know he's got a he's got a lot of people following him and yep. uh, paying attention. I would I, I don't know how you tap into that. I guess that's your thing. Kind of like,
2: it's a it's a weird Venn diagram of Weird Al fans and podcast listeners because mm-hmm. I'll tell it to a lot of people on forums and stuff like Hey, check out my podcast," and they're like, "What's well, that?" What, what are you t- so okay, right. uh, I'm glad. Yeah,
3: I- great, great, exactly, because because you know when. So we were in our 20s when we were doing this, and and that's and then and the kids were, uh, you know, not that
1: much younger, right? right. So they're uh, so
3: they're going to be in the what 40s or whatever, or 40 year olds. Uh, are they Are they checking out podcasts right. regularly or not? I admit, probably not. Right. So it, it's and that's that's the big that's, that's a big bulk of it. But now with these, you know, like you're saying, like mandatory fund. Uh, it seems to be bringing out more uh, younger, kind of a younger group. Podcasts are pretty—that's pretty common for for them. So maybe maybe that will.
2: Maybe well, now podcasts have always been somewhat of a, uh, to use the term, of a hipster uh, market um, because they're, they're for the tech generation, something like that. And podcasts as a whole are on the rise from what I've been reading lately. And now that Weird Al has acquired the band leader position at Comedy Bang Bang, and he's starting to do um a lot more stuff on sort of like the for the adult swim crowd. I think that he's starting to appeal to the people who come to podcasts for their entertainment and, and, are, and are regulars to this sort of market. And so I'm glad that he's doing that because now he's kind of helping me create that crossover and and that'll help I believe I think that'll help the show in the future.
3: I think I, I think so too. I think uh, that's great and I think that uh, yeah, uh, you know you, for, for the if you, if you could tap into those hard tours, you're not going to get bored of of, uh, of talking talking about particular songs. Yeah, you know? especially so I, I, and there's there's just so
2: many places to go with with a lot of those A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff you talk about. You know, you you, you go you can go there anyway. You can go there, uh, you know, you just keep coming back to those whatever the themes are from the uh, from the songs. You guys are you guys are created banner and that's... Oh, you know, thanks. It's, it's,
3: it's pretty, it's pretty it's, you know, good
2: stuff. I mean, I could spend a whole episode talking about times he's mentioned people getting stabbed in the face. Right, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I do want to ask you uh, about a certain uh, phenomenon and that is uh, the movie UHF. Mm. So, Emo Phillips uh-huh. plays a character who is a, I guess a, a shop teacher, like a wood shop teacher, and right. he comes onto the UHF program uh, oh boy, I can't believe that I forgot the name of the TV show that it was on there. But it's fake anyway, so uh, it's like tomorrow. Good morning, something. I don't remember. Anyway, he plays a character who eventually cuts off his thumb, named Joe Early. So uh, in the, actually, Joel's in there too, or or a bongo player, Joel Miller. Uh, he's the he's the little
3: kid who gets blasted with a fire hose. That jeez, uh, what's his? I forgot his name. The, the guy from uh, Seinfeld. You know.
2: Oh, Kramer. Oh, um Richards. Yeah, I think yeah, Richards. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah so he's playing uh, the, the gender character, and he blows—he blows a he blows little kid away with a fire hose, and that little.
2: That's kid. true. The kid's name is Joel. All I right. didn't think about that. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna have yeah. to find him next.
3: <laughs> you, you know, Joel's still around from what I from what I hear. That's you know, good. I, I I haven't talked to him quite a while,
2: but. He's still uh, Joel Miller to me.
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there, there's there's probably a few more. Uh, little inside things in the, in that movie names and so on uh, in, in that movie but uh, was that was that was your question was, was
2: well that, I actually S- somewhat in I just wanted to, it was kind of me just wanted to hear you talk about it for a second and how you felt about the being named after you but also I had read because the AV Club did a uh, pretty insightful uh, a breakdown of some of the scenes in UHF and interviewed people that had been in it and written for it and stuff like that and um... when talking to Emo Phillips you can tell me if this is true and I don't think he would lie about it but he said that he actually sat next to you at Al's wedding yeah, yeah
3: that was great, it was, was, that was so funny was, um, I guess I, I don't know if Al intended that <laughs> that would be great
2: if he did it on purpose <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: I'm sure he must have, he must have because we, we both are just diehard Emo Fans, were, I mean, Emo is just an absolute genius. He's, he's absolutely amazing. Uh, and I just always loved him, and it was such a huge, huge honor to have his character, you know, named after me. But uh, so we got there to the wedding, and uh, they have name tags on the...
2: Yeah. Seats.
3: Yeah, the seats. And so I saw my name, so you know, I sat down there, and I saw right right across from me was, was Emo's. i like, sweet. <laughs> I <get> had <that>, to <laughs> have... Uh, have dinner with uh, with with Emo, and it was really cool. So we got along, and um, you know, it's just, he's just he's just a great guy. Uh, and then uh, at the end of the at the end of the thing, he I go, I said I can't remember how exactly how it happened, but somehow he goes he goes Joe, I want to keep your name tag. I'm gonna keep that as a souvenir. Oh wow!
1: And so so we swapped it. So
3: I got to keep his name tag. And oh wow! Name tag. and I thought that was the, that was the coolest thing. You know what's funny? I just saw him uh, like last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, yeah, just like last year, um, or or the year before in the in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a, he did a show there, and I brought my my kids uh, to it and uh, hung out with them for for a bit, and that, that was a kick. I hadn't seen him probably since the wedding. You know, and that was.
2: I That's amazing. I, am. I would love to, to meet him. He's such a he's such a character. He sure is. He's. he's nobody like him. <laughs> nobody. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. It's also good to hear someone say that they're a hardcore emo fan and for once not be talking about My Chemical Romance. <laughs> 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 you wouldn't believe how many I, of those there are around Nashville, Joe. Right? It's crazy. They're everywhere. There's goth kids with the pants. Oh boy, don't get me started. Uh, I love, I love so love. was the wedding beautiful? You know, uh, it, it was.
3: It was, uh, it, you know, it was. So, like, you know, Al doesn't, he's just not into fancy stuff and, mm.
1: and uh, procedure. So I mean, there was a lot of procedure. Um, but, but uh, like, the actual wedding itself.
3: It was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was beautiful, I suppose. Um, beautiful place. So, like, in Malibu, I remember there was this chapel and uh, a, and, uh, it was up on this cliff, I think, over the ocean, and I remember there was some pretty awesome uh, 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 stained glass that you know, lit up nicely, and you know, his wife's beautiful, she's, she's this beautiful lady, and, you know, and you know, he, he gets all dressed up, and, and oh, it was good. So he asked me to film, to take some video of it, because he wanted to get different angles,
2: I'm a lawyer, not a videographer. <laughs> I
1: know, exactly right. Come on.
3: He <laughs> no, didn't yell at me, but it, but it was, uh, he was he was sorry that I, that, that I sucked at,
1: uh, at, at, those, at those
3: technologies.
2: What a jerk. But,
3: <laughs> which, which is interesting. Now, I, I, now, which reminds me, I must have I must have a, a, a video of his wedding somewhere. No idea where that would be. It was, it was really hard to get it on your computer you know, back, back then. It wasn't It wasn't easy yeah. like things are now.
2: Yeah. digital files around so i but i i must have it somewhere i gotta dig that up It's got to that'd be fun to watch there's yeah, a, lot it of fun, like it. a
3: lot of fun people
2: at the at the at that wedding i'm sure oh my goodness is a who's who of comedy people you know,
3: it, there, there was uh
2: the and music really, people. it wasn't at the at the dinner there was a lot of people uh, but no at the wedding it was actually fairly limited there weren't that many people you didn't
1: not that many people who, uh, were able to come. Um, Victoria Jackson, I know she sat with with me there, but, uh, but but there really weren't. No, there wasn't like
3: hundreds of people.
2: There you wasn't. know, she lives in Nashville, and she was at the yeah. She was at the most recent um, concert. I actually saw her in line. She had the VIP uh, experience for um, mandatory tour, and. Uh, I've tried so hard to get her on the podcast, and she will just not do it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? I I mean, I know she does a lot of Politico-type stuff now, um, but, I mean, I wouldn't want to talk about that. I want to talk about UHF and, and of course, Saturday Night Live and stuff, but I don't know. There's a fine line between asking a lot of times and then stalking or demanding or something, and so I don't know what that line is, so maybe I'm going too easy on these people when I ask. By (laughs) the way, sweetheart, I don't know. I mean, she Imagine. seems nice, and I might—I might not even be getting uh, in her frontal in, into her vision. I might not even be asking the right way, for all I know. So, I don't know.
3: Well, that's the—that's the thing. So, yeah, you know, I don't know how to do that either. I don't know how to, uh, you know. So, if I, I finally talked talk to Al, call Al on the phone. You know, and I, have, I used to—I used to have, um, you know, some some of these people because she was a, she was a pretty good friend of, of his for mm-hmm. for quite some time, I and mean, we you know we palled around a little bit back back in gosh God, when, I didn't remember
2: it was, it seems like a lifetime ago well it was her work on SNL that helped him get into the door to do the Nirvana parody because they happened to be at Saturday Night Live that week and is so, that right well that's what I had heard maybe I'm wrong but according to no, famous you know outlets know. they say that uh, he called up Victoria Jackson because uh, Kirk Cobain and company was going to be at uh, was at Saturday Night Live that week and she said or he said can you get Kirk on the Kurt I now feel like I'm saying it weird, on the phone so that I can ask him about this parody. And that's how he got the confirmation to do Smells Like Nirvana was over the phone. I, I, I'm pretty I, sure definitely. she had something to do with that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs>
3: that could be. I would, I would imagine she would do whatever. I mean, she's just yeah. so, she's 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 like one of the nicest people. I don't... Well, that's her, good to hear. Her, her, her politics are a little, little bit on
2: the... Uh, Hey, no. <laughs> whatever. But uh, but
3: as far as a, a person, she's a you know she's a she's a real sweet person. Right, right. In fact, oh, so this just happened. My I, I my I gave a book to my daughter that that uh, in fact it was a, a Brian Wilson's uh, autobiography. Okay. I, I gave it. I think. Uh, I forget what it's called. Wouldn't it be nice, probably? And, uh, but you know, it's a great thing. I, I had my daughter read it because she really she she likes Brad Wilson and appreciates his music and, and so on. And apparently, I, as a bookmark in there, I had a uh, postcard that Victoria sent me from somewhere, and, and just oh she had thanked me because I gave her oh that's that's right that's right uh, she was gonna do uh, play Gracie Allen she's
2: gonna she's gonna do a Gracie Allen. Uh, uh, Okay part, oh, okay you know, from George and
3: uh, you know George and Gracie yeah yeah and, and she needed some material to to watch because again this wasn't when everything was on the internet you could just go on YouTube and find whatever so she uh, I, I love Burns and Allen just that's just uh, you know incredibly funny stuff and I had tons and tons of VHSs and so I so I uh, I uh, somehow sent her a bunch or gave her a bunch of, of VHSs so she could study. From them and, and she was thanking me in this in this card this postcard like with a stamp if you can imagine right mean, and uh in my daughter <laughs> uh, she she like snapchats me and says what's this what's it doing in the in this book and, and then it all, kind of that all came back about uh,
2: about her wow uh,
1: I, kinda, I, kinda, I guess I kind of miss her but you
2: should you should totally try to get a hold of her she'd be a, she'd be a kick she's funny I'll have to try that I and mean, being so close it it seems yeah, like it shouldn't crazy. be too that's hard true. yeah
3: that's ridiculous. Yeah. Right there. I don't know. If she's if she's uh, still married and, and all. I don't know what what's going on with her. Right. Her life.
2: But. So does anybody ever call you Mr. Butterfingers?
3: <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. No one knows.
2: No one gets. Essentially,
3: it. Essentially, <laughs> no one knows. Uh, you know anything about that? You know about? They know that character. That character,
1: but they don't. You know, they don't know. They the
2: don't things. make
3: the connection. No, because most people don't know I have any connection with Al. We, just, we have such completely different uh, different lives. So
2: Yeah, I was pretty surprised myself, actually, when you reached out to us. Um, of course, anytime someone says, Hey, I can help you with this, and it's something that massive, you don't believe them at first. Um, so, of course, I was skeptical. Um, but uh, that leads me to ask, how did you find out about the podcast?
3: I don't even remember. I think uh, lo- oh, I was looking for something to fall asleep to or whatever you know listen well Well, this show will do it (laughs) (laughs) so uh but i was like just searching or i don't know i don't know why but but
2: were you already listening to podcasts or you were already a podcast fan you know for the past year or so i but 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 i was intrigued by it for sure and then i was like wait wait a minute you know you start out with uh I think it was like Dare to Be Stupid or Fun Zone or something. Yeah. Okay, but the, uh, but uh, and then
3: and then it's like, <laughs> I go, wait wait I thought you guys were going to talk about Weird Al. It's <laughs> like and you're you know talking about Harry Potter and you know yeah. whatever the you know the different the, the different things you guys talk about. So so but, but then I saw I think I saw something I don't know something uh, about I, and I I actually had assumed that Al had been on the show many times and (laughs) talked about all the other albums or something and and I think there was some kind of comment about uh, wanting to get Weird Al to talk about mandatory fun so I assumed that he had talked about all the other ones and you were just waiting to get him to talk about mandatory fun so that's what I thought well
2: what it was
3: ask him to talk about mandatory fun
2: well what it was was our Australian friend um, we call him our Australian correspondent Ben Johnson Actually had VIP tickets to Mandatory Tour when he was da- when Al was down there just about a month or less ago, and when he went back to talk to him, he had said to him what I, what I had always said myself was um, I won't re- review Mandatory Fun until after I've talked to Al, but I didn't want to have him uh, on to talk about it. I was going to talk to him like interview him, and then my final episode after that episode would be my final review of Mandatory Fun, and then I was going to. I was going to move on from this podcast But um, I think somehow those That got mixed up And so what Ben had told him was We'll talk about mandatory fun when he comes on Which is fine, I mean, it, whatever happens, happens um, But I think that's where the You know, how it happened But no, okay, so, I still, well, I've yeah. never met him I've never even seen like a backstage or. Oh, any really? sort of, yeah, never, I think I'm really? the only Weird Al fan in the world who hasn't got to run into him Or meet him or anything So, <laughs> after all the well, stories I hear Yeah, that just that, man, that
3: just makes no sense I guess be, I guess, gotta be a little
2: more aggressive or something. Yeah, um, that's but, that's like the opposite of what I am. <laughs> well,
3: that so. Oh, wow, I you know he uh, he. Uh, I think when I asked him about that,
2: I think he's like I said he he had checked it out or something. Yeah, I know he had he was he was aware of it. Um, that's I don't good. Know how much He had listened to or whatever, but
3: uh, but then he said, you know, it is kind of a. He's he's not doing much in the way of podcasts uh, anymore. I guess had done
1: a batch before or something, and and wasn't so much. And, and then,
3: but then it ended up with uh, something like, but you, you never know, something like that. So I think he, he'd be open to do it.
2: Wow, that's really amazing to hear.
3: So I mean, I'll mention it, but uh, you know, it, it's, it was weird to me. Like all the, you know, to me, it's like, well, you you, you want to do something, you just do it,
1: right? So, right. like, like, if I was if I was doing a podcast, I, you know, I I call him up and
3: say, hey, let's talk. You know, I'm, I'm doing a podcast. Let's talk, and he'd probably do it. But it, it wouldn't. Occur, well, maybe he wouldn't. I don't know. But it wouldn't occur to me that he wouldn't. That just it just seems like so. Just like like it's an easy thing to do. You just get on the phone, like we're doing, mm-hmm. and just talk. But you know, that's he lives in a whole different world. Right? That's, right. that's just a whole different thing. And so when he's like, call, yeah, I have him call. Uh, whatever that big agency is. The, I can remember the name. The biggest... E- yeah. The, yeah. The biggest agency. It's not even an agency. It's, a, it's an endeavor now. What, what is it? What he called again? The, uh, the big one? That everyone? That all the... Westing has No. no I West, West... I don't know. big talent. You know, the big talent agency. The big... Uh, Beats me. I've got
0: it written down. <laughs> everyone
3: knows it. It's like the biggest one ever. But, uh, but anyway, so apparently you just... Call him up and you say, "Hey, uh, uh, what do I do to, to get out on my podcast?" And then apparently they, so and so talks to so and so and whatever, and then all of a sudden you're just doing it.
2: Or, yeah, other people have managed to do it just like that. I guess uh, his status plus my coward cowardice just makes for what where we are right now. So <laughs> that's a,
3: that's a pretty. Uh, the, uh, ineffective. I'm
0: good. I'm, I want to say I, I want to say <laughs> Philip Morris, but that's wrong. I know that's wrong.
2: You yeah. said it's the biggest talent agency.
3: Yeah, you know the big one, the big one that, that all the big guys are, are with.
2: It's like is it create the creative artists agency? Maybe I don't know. I, I have yeah. no frame of reference for this thing. <laughs> I'm completely lost.
3: <laughs> You'd know it if you say, you know when you say right it, of course that's the biggest. Uh, that, you know they 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 sign all the huge. They represent all the oh WME
2: maybe. William Morris. William yeah. Morris. Yeah, that's you were close. close. Not
3: Philip Morris. Yeah. But it's not the William Morris Agency. Apparently, it's the William Morris Endeavor.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah.
3: That's What does, it. I, what does that even mean?
2: It's like, I don't know. They Endeavor. don't want to seem like an agency. <laughs> I guess. I guess not. I guess not. They're part well, of the.
3: Someone so should report them to the Central Intelligence Endeavor. You know, <laughs> I don't get it. I just. <laughs> so, that's, 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 that's just not my world. Right. This is a weird world. I didn't know they converted to an endeavor, and I didn't know that you have to call them to get permission
1: to, <laughs> to
3: get permission to talk on the
2: telephone. Right, right. Well, with I'd, I had heard on a recent episode of the Comedy Bang Bang podcast that he's probably going to be, or not. I don't think probably. I think he said he's going to tour with the mandatory tour again after they get done filming the show. And so, hopefully, because he does come to Nashville often, and I think Nashville treats him pretty well, that he will be here. So. It might be the longest shot in the world, but I'd love to if I ever finally get the interview with him. I'd love for it to be in person because I just don't feel like it would translate well over like me and you are doing this over Skype. But I don't know, maybe that's too demanding to ask to do it in person. I mean, I could, I'll settle for it over the phone. I mean, that, you, you that's
0: couldn't amazing. properly hear Dakota hyperventilate if it was <laughs> over
1: phone. Yeah, right. Well, when he's person. coming through.
3: If uh, if you haven't made contact, where and he's coming through your your area? Give him a holler and all will like, give him a, a heads up that you're
2: that's amazing
3: getting
2: in touch and you should. I mean he he would,
3: he really appreciates people who really appreciate the you know the down
2: deep stuff. Yeah, he really does. Well, so. there's probably a good chance that he's going to be listening to this because you are friends with him and and since he's aware of the podcast anyway. I don't I don't know. He's a very busy man, and so that said, I'd like to say Al. I want to interview you. I got about 27 questions or so, you know, something like that uh, to ask you. I'm not going to take up too much of your time, and they're all really good questions. They're finely tuned and have been honed over years to be the best questions that you hopefully have never been asked.
3: <laughs> and you're going to kidnap his daughter
2: and hold her for ransom. So Joe's going to kidnap your daughter. <laughs> no,
3: no way. She's, she's, like, she's like 12. I know. She's like, no, she's not, that, that, uh, no, she's not a, Grumpy of an age. <laughs> that's, that's when it starts getting grumpy. I just just got rid of
2: my grumpy daughter. Mm, thanks for the warning once again. Yeah,
3: absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you got a little bit of time to prepare for that.
2: Well, I am out of questions, and I've already taken up over an hour of your time. I don't know I've if this. it that long. My God. I know it just flies by. Everybody says, "Why do you record for so long?" Nobody wants to listen to that, but it really does. Once you start talking, it's hard to stop. Well, <laughs> uh, you just be uh, be liberal with your with your edit buttons. You know, okay. <laughs> Hey, it was a pleasure. It was a, uh, it, it was a, it was a kick. Yeah, right. this is amazing. This is, it, this is the most Al I've talked in a very long time. Believe it or not, and you've opened my eyes to a whole lot of stuff. Like this was really, really a thrill. Well, I tell you,
3: um, if you can, if you uh, build the, build the group up, build the, you know, build followers up, and, and all, I got some great ideas uh, for. You uh, could, you could really keep a lot of attention for, for, uh, you know, for, for those of us who who do appreciate the, you know, the subtleties of in depth Al stuff yeah uh, I, so you know, I, I, I wish you the best I'll, I'll, I'll be listening and uh, amazing and, uh, like I said give me a holler if, uh, if Al's going through Nashville and I'll I'll, I'll I'll do what I can to to help
2: you out you got my heart pumping now alright <laughs> I'm gonna go breathe into a brown bag in the meantime I hope you have a good evening sir thank you so very much for, for being on on this episode no
3: problem keep in touch
2: anybody else want to say bye to Joe
0: uh,
3: yeah, Joe, uh, this is Adam,
2: and uh, Thanks a lot. Hey, no problem, Adam. You guys have, you guys have a good night, all right? Hey, you too. Hey, you too, Joe. Take care. All right, good night, sir. And to everybody else, uh, we're closing out this episode. Um, thanks for listening. Join us again next week. We'll talk about something else. And until then, dare to be stupid. Turn it off, Adam. Thanks for listening to this episode of Me Talking Weird Out to You. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and give us a review and a rating. Also, you can follow us on social media to find out what we're up to. On Twitter and Instagram, it's at Talking Out to You, and on Tumblr, it's Me Talking Weird Out to You. Also, you can see what Dakota Rimmer is up to by following me on Twitter at Rimmerverse or on Tumblr at A Weird Mountain. Subscribing and following us, even leaving a comment, may land you on a future episode of Me Talking Weird Out to You. Do you want to be Listener of the Week? You know what to do. If you want people to find out about you, help people find out about us. Again, thanks for listening to the show, and join us again next week. There, Darren, I changed the outro. Are you happy?